guys don't, pre- don't sing like that when I'm preaching. Um, I feel like there's something going on here. Um, I'm not preaching today, so can I get an amen to that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much love. Uh, you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I talk about things, um, I'll often uh, <laughs> uh, say, you know, my friend, my friend Joe. And a lot of you have said, do you really have a friend named Joe? I do. He's here today. So that's, he's my one friend, Joe. I wanted to stop real quick uh, just before we start today. Um, you know, sometimes when, when difficult things happen in our world or other places in our world, we, it's hard for us to know how to respond. And obviously, everybody's been watching the news and knows what's happening in the Ukraine right now, which is just awful. And uh, innocent people and children and others are being really, really drastically affected by that. And so uh, out of our missions fund this last week, we partnered with Central Church of Christ, who has a great ministry uh, with people that are working in Poland right now with refugees that are coming across. And so we gave $500 out of that mission fund to the Ukraine. Some of you have asked about that and said, hey, uh, are we giving to that? Yes, we absolutely are. But let me tell you, the other thing is this. The right thing for us to do when bad things happen is to worship. The right thing for us to do is to raise our hands and raise our hearts in gratitude to the Lord. And so we've done that so well today, and it's just great kind of sitting in the front and hearing everybody everybody sing in the midst of this moment. But let me just offer a word of prayer um, for our world, and then I'll introduce Joe here in a second. Uh, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for a new moment we have uh, to spend in your presence. And God, may we, may we have a moment of gratitude in our hearts that we are not living in a war-torn region right now that our lives are fairly comfortable, that we're relatively unaffected, and may we give thanks uh, for where we are. But God, may we also be uh, pricked in our hearts to know that there are so many that are suffering. And uh, God, we don't always know what we should do, and so we ask for your wisdom to lead us, to guide us. How can we bless the lives of people far away? And Father, would you just uh, work in us in mighty and powerful ways? As we Spend time today uh, hearing a new voice uh, on this platform. We pray especially for, for Joe. Thank you for him coming today and uh, about to share the word with us. And God, we just thank you that you uh, give us the opportunity that we, we get to be in this place and serving you and looking, raising our, our eyes towards heaven today. So please bless our time today. We pray this all through Jesus and the church together says, amen. So, uh, Joe, you can make your way up here if you'd like. Um, Joe Dwyer is the lead pastor over at Encounter Church. It used to be called Tascosa Road Fellowship Church. Uh, he and I have been, uh, been friends, <laughs> easy, friends, um, for uh, about, what, five or, five or six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take most of my styling cues from, from Joe, as you can, as you can see. Um, but uh, he it's and I have be been that great. that kind of morning. Yeah. He and I have been great friends, and so he's going to share the word. So why, why don't you guys welcome uh, Joe Dwyer today. Thank you, Pastor Sheldon. Uh, I guess we're friends now. Like I said, my name is Joe Dwyer, and I just want to say, first of all, thank you for letting me be here in your worship center. It's, it's an uh, amazing honor to be on this platform this morning, to be in front of a bunch of uh, believers. I can't think of a better place that we'd want to be in on a Sunday morning. Amen? Well, praise God. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about myself before I get started. And I just want to say this. You're going to see me walk around. I wasn't born a pastor. I was called into education. So I spent a large part of my first part of my career as a teacher and then a principal. So if you know anything about, do we have any teachers in the room this morning? 
right? So you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm doing. When you're working a room, when you're over here and you're preaching your, or you're teaching your heart out and you see little Johnny over there and you've got to get back over there. So you're going to see me going over here if I'm catching anybody going to sleep or making paper airplanes or you're trying to shoot spit wads at the person in front of you, you'll probably go, man, he's coming, he's coming my way, they, all right? So you'll see that. If it looks like a tennis match, hey, you guys, just say, whoa, stop. Pastor Sheldon, just tell me. So I also feel like a teacher because uh, Sheldon has mentored me for a long time, and he's helping me, and I kind of feel like I'm a teacher again. I'm going, oh, my goodness, I'm getting evaluated. So I'm looking down to see if Sheldon's got his notepads going, man, next time we're at coffee, he is going to hammer me <laughs> for how I was, I was up on his platform. But real quickly, Ken, I have the praise team stand up. Real quickly, the praise team. If you're up here this morning, can we give these guys a round of applause? What an amazing job. What an amazing job they did this morning. Brad, I, I, loved, I loved the throwback. And, you know, it's not that we're particularly glorifying these guys or praising this God, but we're glorifying what God did through them. Also, I want to take a second. Also, if you're a leader here at Journey Church, if you help Pastor Sheldon make the decisions, would you stand up too? We'd like to, we'd like to give you a hand because I know it's a tough job. you have any of our leadership in here today? Awesome. Praise God. And, and another reason I wanted to do that was is I wanted to see when you guys start to get the phone calls about the message that came out today, you guys know right here who to call. They call, they, that's right, is that the order they call them and then they call you? All right. Three, all right. I also want to acknowledge Pastor, I call, I know y'all call him, I call him Pastor Sheldon. Pastor Sheldon's doing an amazing job. I think we need to give him a round of applause. You know, as I came in this morning, I thought, man, this really feels like home. It really does. I started to feel like this should, this should be no problem, preaching to a new crowd that I've never preached before. I mean, the walls are the same color. The carpets are the same color. And I was like, how can this be? And then I remembered that any time that Sheldon wants to make an edit to the building, he calls me to ask me what he should do. <laughs> so I'm like, no wonder it feels so at home. Right, Sheldon? If you guys ever come to Encounter Church, you'll see the similarities, and I promise you it wasn't me picking out the same color. You guys have an amazing time here. One of the best I've ever met. That's what I want to talk to you today a little bit is, is about a culture of blessing and a culture of celebration. Because you guys have a great thing going right here. Look at this. We're in a worship center. I can't hardly even see an empty seat. That is amazing. I love that. There is energy here this morning. There is momentum here. There's no other place I'd rather be this morning. I guarantee you the people uh, at Encounter Church this morning at 10 o'clock, they gave a big clap because I wasn't there this morning. <laughs> Shelly, you're doing a great job. Being a pastor is tough. I know this because it was not my first calling. As a teacher... As a principal, I've been spit on, had my glasses busted, multiple fights. I've been sent to the hospital three different times being in education. As a matter of fact, the last time that I was sent to the hospital, we had a huge breakout fight in the cafeteria. And we go up and, we, and I put my hands between the two kids and somebody kicks my knee out from under me, dumps potato on me. I slip on the floor and I'm down there like this and my radio slides across the floor and I'm just getting beat and kicked. I'm going, my God, it can't get any worse than that. 
until I was in the ministry about two weeks. <laughs> I've never been hurt. I say this all the time. I've never been hurt before until I got into the ministry. I say this, love on your pastor. He's awesome. He's awesome. I want to talk to you today about a culture of blessing. To be a blessing to Journey Church. It's important to be a blessing to Journey Church. Now, I'm not going to stand here today. I don't do this technical stuff. I'm right here still. I'm working on it. I'm still, I'm still the paper guy. Let's talk about blessing. Let me give you the definition of blessing. Blessing pertains to favorable situations, conditions, and experiences enjoyed by the person or persons to whom the blessings belong read that again. Blessings pertain to favorable situations, conditions, and experiences enjoyed by the person or persons to whom the blessings belong. You are a blessing to Journey Church. Each and every one of you. If you're not a blessing, you should want to be a blessing. It's just that simple. I already said it. Step one. Journey Church. Encounter Church is a great place. It really is. As a matter of fact, if you everybody will get your phones out and go to the Encounter Church app, <laughs> download that app, and there is a button at the bottom that says give. If you just click on that real quick, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. And every time I say Encounter Church, you just give again. Just give again, right? Be a blessing. Be a blessing to two different churches this morning. It probably won't be the last. Where are my high school kids? I met some of the high school kids. How many, how many of you are in high school? My high school kids right here? Are any of you history? Do you like history? Oh, my goodness. Man, please. Somebody raise their hand. Who likes history? Can, we, can, we, can you come up here with me? Haley, I'm joking. Where do you go to school? Amarillo High. It's not Canyon High, but it's good. <laughs> At least it's not Lamar. I met a girl that's from Lamar. <laughs> Haley, where are your parents from? Back there. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Can I ask you a question about history? Do you know about past presidents? A little bit. Do you know, have you ever heard of John F. Kennedy? You have? What do you know about John F. Kennedy? He got shot in the back of the head. He did. I think that's on the tax stuff. Star. It's star now. I'll tell you, I'm, I've been out of education. Do you like money? I do. And so if I ask you a question about history and you get it right, can I, get, can I give her some money? Like 20 bucks? I mean, 20 bucks will get you like three gallons of gas right now. Do you drive? When you do, you'll find out that's where you're from. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. If you can get it partly right, I'm going to give it to you. Okay? In 1962, John F. Kennedy 
standing on a platform. And he gave a very famous line to the American people at the celebration. Do you know what it might be? What do you think? Yes! Oh, did y'all hear that? She got it right. John F. Kennedy said, right, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Sheldon, think of our country. Yeah. This looks better. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right? Very, very wise advice from a very wise person. But I want to say this to Journey Church today. Ask not what Journey Church can do for you, but what you can do for Journey Church today. Why? Because it makes a difference. Many people come to pastors all the time. I get this every week at my church. Well, Pastor Joe, I just, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I just, uh, I just don't feel like I'm getting fed here. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, it just may not be the place for us. Well, it may not be. I said, have you given it a chance? You didn't go in here six months. Let's check your tithe record real quick. Where are you serving at? Where are you studying? Who are you discipling? Where are you evangelizing? Well, you know, I just don't have time for that. Well, why don't you start with some of that? And in six months, we'll come back and have this conversation. Can I ask you a question today? If not asked this, it may step on a toes. I want you to know that when Sheldon asked me to come here, I said, man, I'll do it. I'll be there. I'd love to be there. And I will preach on anything that you want me to preach. I'll use the scriptures that you want me to use. And I'll do it the exact way. And you know what? Look how awesome Sheldon is. He said, no, I don't want them to hear my message. I want you to pray about it. I want you to hear a message from God. And this is what I prayed about. And this is what God laid on my heart for this church today. So I'm going to ask you a question. Is Journey Church the church that you go to, or is Journey Church your church? That's a good question. Is it the church you go to? Because I hear this all the time. Oh, I go to so-and-so church. I go to so-and-so church. And then I hear people, oh, that's my church. That's my church. There's a huge difference. And the difference is simply ownership. Do you take ownership of Journey Church? Now, somebody's out there going, how dare he ask that? How dare he ask? I am here this morning. I woke up early. I got my kids ready. I am here. It is cold outside. How dare this guy that I don't even know come up and say, is this your church? Talk to that guy right back there. The guy that stood up while ago, you can talk to him. important. Why? Because we take care of the things that we own. 
important, right? Ownership is huge. We take care of the things that we own. And even though this is not Sheldon's church, this is not the leadership's church, this church belongs to Jesus, we've been called here to take care of it. And I want to talk to you about three ways that we can take care of this church today. Do you know that Jesus is married? How do you think that marriage is going? Read all through Ephesians. And it tells us that the church is the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. And it's important to God on how we steward and take care of his son and his bride. Isn't that good? I'm going to throw a scripture at you, a scripture at you real quick. Deuteronomy 22 chapter 10. Deuteronomy 22 verse 10. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And somebody's going right now, "Oh my goodness, hey, I've seen this in counseling. This probably isn't the scripture for us. Just hold on, just wait a second here." I'm going to step on some more people. So can I step on some more toes? All right. I figured, you know, this is probably going to be the last chance that I ever get to come here. I might as well just, I might as well just say some things that Pastor Sheldon can't say, and I'll leave here going 100 miles an hour, and you'll never see me again. Because this is a scripture we use a lot with relationships. And it says, do not plow with an, o- an ox or a donkey yoked together. Now, I asked Pastor Sheldon what what translation he uses the most, and he says NIV. And when I clicked in NIV, his translation reads a little bit different than what my translation says. See, my translation says, do not plow with an ox or an ass. That's what mine says. Now, they mean the same thing. But in Western culture, one word means a little bit different than the other, right? Can I say that word? (laughs) For all of you that are watching online today, thank you for being here online with us. If you just heard that word and you're like, I'm changing the channel, I'm going to Encounter Church. Hey, no, don't do that. Stay here with us. I'm glad that you're here with us online. As a matter of fact, if you're here with us online, hey, give Journey Church a big shout out, like them on Facebook, and tell us something good in the comment section below about Journey Church. But the scripture is about being equally yoked, and we need to be equally yoked to the church, right? There's lots of reasons why this scripture is in there, but it has an agriculture, agrarian background, and it basically says, look, if you take two different animals, it's hard to get them to go in a straight line. Why? Because the ox is bigger and it's stronger, and it's going to pull. If you have it on the left, it's going to want to pull to the right, and the donkey or the ass, being the weaker of them, is going to follow that way. Now, if you study this and you look at this scripture and you even take it back even deeper, you will find that there's a deeper meaning to it. And one of the meanings of this scripture is, is, hey, one reason that you don't want to use a donkey is because a donkey actually has a different diet than an ox. And what this means is, is that its burps and its flatulence are a lot worse than an ox. I'm serious. You can go to seminary school and learn this. And you don't want to be behind a donkey if you don't have to. 
in other words, let me put it this way. If you don't have to be spiritually stinky, don't. We're not going to be spiritually stinky here at Journey Church. Everybody, get your gap out. Man, just go to Encounter Church, give. We're not going to be the what at Journey Church. Get back. Let me go to the text. God has called children to lead this church. God has given Sheldon the vision. Sheldon was called by God, and the rest of us were called by man to be leaders. It's different. His leadership and his his vision was to follow. So we're going to be a blessing. How do we be a blessing? Now, I know that you guys, Pastor Sheldon has done an awesome job talking to you about this already, and I'm just kind of bringing up the tail end of this, but Let's talk about the, one of the, the first way to be a blessing. And the first way to be a blessing to Journey Church is to be a consistent giver. Is to be a consistent giver. It's important. Now, there's lots of ways that we can give. We can give financially and we can give with our time. But they're both equally as important. The gospel's free, but the pipeline to get it there ain't. Man, you guys have a great church. It is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it's because you guys have sown into the church. And thank you for doing that. But how else can we be a consistent giver? We can serve. And when we, if we're going to serve, and we're going to volunteer to serve, let's be at where we're supposed to be when it's time to serve. Let's be a consistent giver of our time. Here's a big one right here. When we're talking about time being consistent with giving our time, I love looking out here today and seeing that this place is completely full. That is important because people create energy. It is important that you are here every single Sunday. It really is. I know that we have the online thing. I love you guys. Thank you for being here with us online. And I understand that there are different circumstances why not everybody can be here. But if you are able to be here every single Sunday, let me encourage you that you are being a blessing by simply being here every single Sunday. You may not feel like it. You may have every reason in the world not to be here on a Sunday. But I tell you this from the bottom of my heart. You are a blessing by just being here. Can I tell you a quick story real one time? We had a, we had a visitor a couple, oh, about six months ago. And he came in, and, and uh, I noticed that he came three or four times, and eventually he set up a meeting with me. And he said, man, I just want to tell you that, man, just by coming back to church, uh, the word has, has, I've had an encounter with God, you know, and through encounter comes transformation and all these things. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for you. We'll help you get the right paperwork in so you can get 
so you can become a partner of our church. And I said, hey, just, just by chance, I mean, what is it that you like? You know, what is it that really drew you to our church? And I was like, man, the worship's good, right? But really, the word is really, really good, right? You like the preaching. He's like, no. No, really, he goes, he goes honestly, I said, I didn't even like the word that much. And I was like, making sure nobody heard that, you know? But he said, what really drew me in was the people. He said, when I walked in the door, people were smiling. People put their hand out. People invited me. People were loving on me. It's you guys being here every single Sunday that makes a difference. You never know when somebody that walks through that door just needs a smile. They might not need a word that day. They might need to sing a worship song that day. But a smile and a handshake can change the trajectory of somebody's destiny forever. And how do we do that when we say, oh, I'm tired and I stay in bed that long? You never know. So I encourage you, let's fill this place up on Sunday morning. Let's put chairs in the aisles. Amen? Let's do that. So just giving your time, being a consistent giver of your finances and your time is huge. Believe me, hey, I was there 12 years ago when I had a drug problem. didn't know that did you yeah 12 years ago my wife was drugging me to church dragging me i was drugged (laughs) texas word i was drugged she drugged me to church every single sunday i didn't like it as a matter of fact i hated it i didn't like it now i'm the pastor of that church I was sitting right there on the front row, and I'm telling you, praise and worship was going on, and I was squeezing the back of my chair, and I'm like, look at these guys. Look at these guitars and these drums and all of this stuff. And Paul looked over me and said, it's not about you. Yeah, it is. Right now it is. But you know what? One day God showed me and said, you know what, you need to be a blessing to that church. If you're going to be there, be, the, be more than a bump on a log and be a blessing to the church. I'll never forget one day we're at church and we're getting to the end of the service. Back then we used to do our tithes and offerings at the end of the service. And McCall, she puts out her checkbook. And I'm like, what are you doing, woman? You know only rich people give to the church. I'm not kidding. I was huge into shooting. I loved guns. And she was writing a check, and I said, well, do you know how much ammo I can buy? I can go shoot like three matches for this money that you're going to throw away and waste to the church so you can just line the pastor's pockets. So we started giving. You know what? It wasn't the full 10% at first. It was like 0.24 cents. Right? <laughs> we just had to start somewhere. And we started noticing a change. I started noticing how our hearts began to soften. And I thought, wow, this is great. I'm going to give some time. And I started picking up trash in the parking lot. And I went from picking up trash in the parking lot to holding the door and smiling and greeting people's hands. And then I went from there, I went to teaching a Sunday school, to being on the board, to one day I'm getting after the board and said, hey, guess what? You're going to quit your job that you went back to school and got a master's degree for, and you're going to be the pastor of the church. No, thank you. But it all started with being Consistent Consistent with giving our time and our finances to the church.
don't ever, ever want to give to this. You don't ever want to give to this. There's some, some crazy theology that, from, from people that have taken that to the ditch. But I do want to say this. When you give consistently, there is a consistent flow of blessings that ha- starts to happen in your life. But it's a consistent thing. It's a consistent thing. I had a guy in my office the other day, uh, uh, last week. He said, hey, Pastor Joe, uh, you know, you were talking about those consistent flowing blessing type things. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just awesome. He said, well, hey, I want to let you know that Sunday was my first time in church in a long, long time, and I put 25 bucks in the plate. Now it's Wednesday. Where's my blessing? Consistency. Consistency is key. How are we doing, Pastor Sheldon? Can we move on to the next point? throw this scripture up there. It's Ecclesiastes 11 verse 7. And we'll move on. I love this scripture. King Solomon wrote it. It says, ship your grain across the sea after many days you may receive a return. This is big. See, Solomon was rich. He was super rich. Richest person in the world at the time. He had ships and Solomon, he, what he would do is, is sometimes he would make investments all across the world, grain, wheat, whatever. And he'd put these things on ships, and he would send them across the ocean, and he would not see a return on his investment for three years a lot of times. That's what this scripture is talking about. It just reinforces, hey, let's don't give to get. Let's give to be a blessing. Right? What did God tell Abraham? Abraham, God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, he says, hey, called you I've called I've given you a blessing so that you can be a blessing let's be a blessing to journey church let's be consistent let's move on second way here's a big one Woo! this is going to preach some of you are going to want to get up and walk out here in a minute that's okay if you do I will call you out and we'll have one of the security guards walk you to the car you that pastors being it's hard it's a hard job it can be hard at times and i'm going to throw this out there because i'm a guest here and i can say this and i'm leaving that one of the toughest things that pastors deal with on a weekly basis are our members and our partners taking a step i'm going to say that again one of the toughest things that pastors deal with on a weekly basis is when our members and our partners of our churches take an offense over something in the service. One of the greatest things you can do for this church is not to pick up an offense. We've all been offended before, right? It's not fun. As much as I love my church, it's not perfect. As much as I love Pastor Sheldon and I love you guys, he ain't perfect and neither is this church. Why is that? Well, because there's people in here. I know that I know that I know that I know that Pastor Sheldon spends the time to hear from God. And everything that is going on here, everything that he's done and everything that he's going to continue to do is going to be because God laid that vision upon him. 
what? I may not like it. going to find it. We're going to do what to the outside of the walls of the church? We're going to make it look better? It's been fine for 25 years. Why don't we just leave? We've got to find a different place. The first time that I walked into our church, and I know I've got to go. We're running out of time. The first time I walked into my church, man, I tell you, I, I came from, I was Church of Christ. Church of Christ. We went Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, or Sunday afternoon and Wednesday, and we took communion like 19 times between all that. I walk into our church, and there's drums and a guitar and all this, and people are raising their hands. I'm like, look at these lunatics. Look at these fruitcakes. I was trying to get her. I was like, let's get out. I hate it. I'm telling you, I hated the place. I took an offense at our church the very, very first time I, took, I stepped foot in it. But even though I wanted to run, I didn't. We can be a huge blessing to Journey Church by not picking up an offense and running. I know the music's loud. I know that it may be dark in here. I know that there may be construction out. I know you don't like every message that Pastor Sheldon preaches. Keep going. You know, it hurts when people leave the church. As tough as we can say it is, it's tough when people leave the church. We pour our hearts and our souls and we listen and we do, the, we do what we think God wants us to do the best of our ability. And when somebody leaves church, I don't care how long you've been in the ministry, it stings a little bit. Because it always comes back to us, what do we do wrong? What did I do? Where did I miss it? Because if I was doing exactly what God called me to do, nobody would leave the church. Yet every single week, people leave the church. People come and people go. Let's be a blessing to Journey Church. If anything ever happens, before you get upset and before you run, will you pray about it? Will you pray about it? I'm believing that everybody here, the reason that you're here is because you prayed about where to go to church, and God led you to Journey Church. God called you to journey for a reason, not a season. In my time, I've met very few people that actually God has said, you know what, we need to pull back and we need to move on. But most of the time when people leave the church, they pick up an offense, they get mad, they go down there, then they go over this side of town, then they end up at Encounter Church. So I get to deal with everybody else's mess because we kind of we're kind of at the end of the circle. You guys will just it starts here. Let's just keep it here, right? Matthew eighteen, verse seven says, "Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come." We're talking about offenses. You know that offense is a trap that is laid by Satan himself? 
it is simply a trap. And how many of us over the years continue to stick our foot in the trap, 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 trap? Here's the thing about traps. And traps, by definition, have to be baited. Right? That's how a trap works. I know everybody in here, because you live in the Texas Panhandle, you've set a mouse trap at some time in your life. Right? Some of you have the black and blue fingernails to prove it today. But you've set a mouse trap. Now, if you just set a mouse trap without any bait on it, is a mouse going to jump on it? Probably not. Satan's no idiot. He knows this. And he knows if he's going to have to set a trap, he's going to, a, a trap of offense, he's got to bait it. And what is that bait? Really, the blue light? <laughs> That's got to be you, right? How in the world could you give that kind of money away? What's it look like back here, guys? Oh, blue lights up there, black dark. That is a scripture message. <laughs> what kind of church is this? People passing out like crazy. I don't know. I don't know. church today and it felt like I was at my grandparents church 47 years ago singing those songs I say that in fun this place is awesome you guys are awesome but there will be an opportunity to step into the trap Satan doesn't like where this place is going. He doesn't like that you have a pastor that hears from God and has a vision from God. And one of the easiest things that he can do is he can set the trap of offense. Don't take the bait. Hey, stay right there yourself right now that I'm going to be in that seat every single Sunday that I can no matter what. And I'm going to be here and I'm going to support Shell and I'm going to support Journey Church and the vision that God has given me. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to talk about a third way to be a blessing to your church. And then I'm going to throw the ball back in your court. We're going to be consistent givers with our finances and our time. We're going to make sure that we're a blessing to Journey Church by not picking up an offense. And I'm not saying you have. I'm not. Don't, don't say that, please, don't think that Pastor Sheldon and I were having coffee the other day 
which we were, and he was like, man, you got to talk about offenses. He had no idea what I was talking about. I mean, I called him two or three times. Hey, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what your people want. He said, no, I'm not telling you that. Third way to be a blessing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says this. It says, do not forsake yourself the assembly to, to come together. And it goes back, it goes back also to being time being here. But I say this. You want to be a blessing to this church? Everybody raise your say, I want to be a blessing. Y'all do that? Y'all? I want to be a blessing. <clears throat> Will you do something for me this week? Please, for me. Will you invite somebody to church? Will you invite somebody to journey church on Sunday? This Sunday. neighbor, somebody that you work with. We run into people all the time. Look at this place. Look at the energy here. Why would we want to hide this? This place is awesome. Just being here today makes me want to switch churches. You got a spot for me, Shelby? I'm not coming if I don't make more money than you. <laughs> invite somebody to church. This is probably the most simple, simplest messages that you've ever heard come from this platform. Why? Because Sheldon is probably the smartest person I've ever met in my life. But please don't discount the simplicity of what was said today. Because I am excited about each and every one of you being a blessing to Journey Church. I'm excited to see how the Lord's going to work in your lives when you say, you know what, that's right, I am going to be a blessing to this church. Because I'm on board with the vision that God's given Pastor Shelby. That I'm going to be heavenly minded, I'm going to be kingdom minded. I'm going to invite somebody to church. So if you would stand to your feet with me. I'm going to get Pastor Sheldon to help me. See, Pastor Sheldon said now that football season's over, we can go like two or three hours. And this is something that we do at my church. See, I firmly believe that when you step out, God's going to step up. take this opportunity here it's already 1106 we've been here for an hour and six minutes but i want to say this this is where church is about to start we've had the three karaoke songs and the funny message now church is it's time to start right and i'm going to ask pastor sheldon to come to up here to the front and i'm going to join him and i'm going to ask him for the opportunity to pray for you you're struggling with being a blessing to journey church i want to pray for you if you're struggling with always consistently or picking up a fence or maybe you've taken one right now and you're having trouble getting over it i want to pray for you
man, the word really spoke to you a while ago, and there is somebody that you, that you work with that needs Jesus. His family needs it. His spouse needs it. This community needs it. This state needs it. You just struggled with the way in which you want to invite them. Raise your hand if you know that person. I want to pray for you. So I'm going to ask you to do something. And then I'll leave. (laughs) If you feel comfortable, I'm going to ask you to come to the front. Now, I want to say this about when you come to the front. This is not a counseling session. I don't need to know why you're coming up here. Pastor Sheldon doesn't need to know why you're coming up here. Why? Because Jesus knows your heart. If it's important to you, it's important to God. And when you come to the front, I'm believing somebody's going to, all we're going to do, Pastor Sheldon and I are just going to do this. We're going to pray for you, and all we're going to say is, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's no name that's higher than the name of Jesus. And when we call on the name of Jesus, what we're doing is, is that we're tapping into the resurrection power that lives inside of you. Why? Because Jesus resides inside of you, right? That's what we've learned since we've been little kids. And it's not Pastor Sheldon or myself that have anything to do with it. We're just simply going to pray the name of Jesus over you. To be a blessing, to stop the offenses, and to stand in the gap for somebody that's going to be here at Journey Church on Sunday morning. Will you do that for me? Will you trust me enough to do that this morning? And I guarantee if you do, I will run out of here and I'll get in my car and I'll never come back. If that's you this morning, if the Holy Spirit is putting that on your heart this morning, would you come down and allow Pastor Sheldon and I just to plead the name of Jesus over you?